Welcome to the Simple Minds podcast, where we look to empower and encourage real conversation amongst men everywhere by unpacking topics on self-help, philosophy, and business. Welcome to another episode of Simple Minds. We've got a full house today, which is excellent. Everybody is here. I love it. Hi. Travis, hi to you too. That's a, that's a bit rude, Travis. <laughs> you want to say hello? So I, say I, mean, I remember not so many episodes ago, I used to get absolute freaking poleaxed for intervening, interrupting these introductions, mate. That's just, you, Conrad. Just thought I'd put that on table. What are you doing now? <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Let's uh, reconvene this meeting. <laughs> let's go, Michael. Sorry <laughs> to rudely interrupt. Um, let's quickly go to the drink before I get into the topic because this drink could be connected to it, maybe. Who knows? Um, but I was recommended this... Conrad, sorry. <laughs> Don't interrupt the introduction, Conrad. Was recommended this Australian whiskey by a client a little while ago. James, shout out to James from Lock and Charge, one of my oldest clients. Not that that would challenge you culturally, wouldn't it? 86, no. Um, <laughs> It's a single malt whiskey from Australia, and I bought a bottle about two or three months ago. This isn't it. <laughs> the other one was drunk. Um, but this whiskey is absolutely stunning. I'm, I know I'm building it up here, but I will pour them out. It's like that. What did Who brought the... I know Justin was building up the sake. No, I've never brought the sake. That was terrible. Yeah, you bought some absolute shit. <laughs> the stuff came, that came direct from I, Japan. I probably shouldn't have had the oh. Mentos in my mouth before this comes along. Oh, really? <laughs> it's probably not going to. Yeah, it's not going to be a good addition. I wouldn't have thought with with mint, but yeah, pass them around. And Thank you. Cheers, Thank lads. You. Big Thank cheers you. to everybody. Salute. Don't worry. Oh wow, stings the nostrils. It does, doesn't it? But it's not like it's not that real heavy peaty stuff. It's got yeah, a nice. I, I smell pee. That's not heavy, Pete. No, you're right. Oh, that's good. That's, that's nice. Smooth. Oysters. They reckon oysters with whiskey go real well. Lafroig in particular. Because... Lafroig's oh, that's like from the islands. That's like... Yeah, so very the, 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 the very peaty that goes with oysters who've got, you know, they've grown as barnacles and stuff. So they reckon it brings out the seawater better, apparently. Nice. nice. Well, that whiskey makes me really happy. Or does it? <laughs> so the topic from the yeah, topic for today, guys. Mentos and whiskey makes me happy. Is happiness? Um, look, obviously, everybody wants to be happy, yeah, or so they say. But have you ever really tried to feel what happiness actually is? You know, it's really hard to put a finger on it. Is happiness actually a thing, something that can actually be measured or felt, or is it just a fleeting moment? A nebulous point in time that passes unnoticed and barely felt. One thing I know for sure is that without walking a hard road, you won't ever feel the softness of lush grass. Pain, suffering, loss or sadness are all ingredients in making a happy life because without these, you can't feel the opposite, happiness. We often think of happiness as a feeling of pleasure, but this can be a dangerous outlook. Pleasure kind of has an innate physical connection or a brief feeling of gratification real happiness is much harder to grasp it's a fleeting contentment a loss of time something much harder to articulate and maybe that's why we can't find it 
it can't be held it can only be briefly touched so that's my kind of feeling my initial feelings for my personal definition of happiness and I thought about this I don't think it is something it, I don't think it is anything it's something that you don't even really know that's happening that until maybe reflecting on on a moment um, and I suppose that's the question I want to sort of put to you guys you know as men in the 21st century what is your definition of happiness what is happiness to you um, can we define it but as, as I said to me it's something it's not permanent it's something that can't it's not a state that stays it's something that you can kind of maybe grasp in the moment and even when you grasp it maybe it disappears like it's one of these things that you know I think as soon as you try and define a happy moment it kind of becomes maybe not a happy moment or as soon as you observe it it, it it is no longer happy so I think it's something that you just have to you know be aware of and if it, if it comes let it come let it go sort of that sort of thing so that's thinking about happiness to me um, and I think it, especially in the 21st century happiness you know for people has become more of a gratification more of a pleasure seeking form of of your seeking whatever that happy life is um, I shared the video on um, the Einstein video which interest interesting little story I think it was Einstein was in a Japanese hotel room and he'd scribbled a few notes um, and this note he was given to the bellboy in the hotel and it's I think sold in a few years ago for like 1.7 million or something like that in auction so it was Obviously, Einstein is a big name um, and an interesting, obviously, a scientific guy. So he defined on that note what his thought on happiness was. And it's an interesting one from his point of view. He wrote, a calm and modest life brings more happiness than the pursuit of success combined with the constant restlessness. Did anybody reflect on that quote at all? And what are your thoughts? So I suppose I want to briefly just ask you guys just if you if can you define happiness what is it to you is it something you seek justin <laughs> sorry <laughs> you're always on the, do you want me to go first on the hot seat. who's sure, on first uh -huh. I'll, I'll go first i'm um, pretty eager <laughs> take it off guard <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you, you just get hammered each week being the first i feel anyway he's, he's got that face that just wants to be hammered <laughs> <laughs> Happiness to me is a state of mind and a choice. Done. Mic drop. No. Um, uh, it's a choice for me. I think if you want to be happy, you can be happy. Okay. Uh, there's can, it, can it last? There's a process. Uh, I th yes. No, you're asking a hippie if happiness can last. Yes. All the time. Um, <laughs> there's different variations of happy. Uh, there's uh, peaks and plateaus of happiness. Um, Learning in this room. <laughs> uh, in my opinion. Uh, but I feel it is more a choice and a state of mind than an external factor driven emotion. So you think it's a choice, something you can put yourself into? Yes. Okay. Because in any situation, you have the choice on how you react to it and how it impacts on you. So if you deem it to be a negative thing, then yes, you're not gonna be happy. But if something happens to you and you choose for it not to affect you, 
then you have the ability and the option to choose happiness from that situation. But what does happiness feel like to you? Rainbows. <laughs> Unicorns. <laughs> Unicorns. Uh, no, I'm trying to go deeper yeah, onto no, what the, the, uh, that real feeling is. Cuddly kittens? The cuddly Winstons? Is that happiness? Uh, I, I think the buzz. The buzz of yeah. life for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah what, the, what does it feel like now when you go home and you see young, uh, young Farley with a shitty nappy waiting with a big smile on his face? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm actually excited that he's got a shitty nappy because it means he'll sleep that night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but, but look at his face. <laughs> you see his face? Yeah. So that, that's the state, see, that's right? That's a moment of yeah, state that comes with a thought or with something but that happens around you. So. One thing that I was considering in this is I don't know that I'm ever just happy in that specific moment. As in... As in, it's in reflection. I can be happy about things that have happened, and I can be happy about things that have planned. A planned. I'm looking forward to this. I can't wait to do that. I don't know that you can ever just specifically be happy in that. Speci- do you know what I mean? Because I think even if you stop and say, "Oh, I'm happy," you're kind of reflecting on what's just happened, and that's yeah, just yeah. something so that was when sort you of observe it, it kind of loses its power. It's, it's, well, it's the moment when you're maybe sitting around and you suddenly realise you're in this amazing place, surrounded by amazing people. Yeah. And you sort of look, you sort of step out of the picture and sort of go, "Wow, this is an amazing moment just now." Yeah. It's sort of a yeah, memory versus a moment. I was, was something that I just wanted to to put, I guess, my thought on it and to the question to you all. I mean, how do you feel about it? Because I notice that I, I guess, I feel my happiest when I'm reflecting on what I've just done or what I, what's upcoming. You know, for example, I don't know if you've been to a concert and. Well, I've just been on a holiday. The holiday was great, but I probably enjoy it more in reflection now than some of the time that when I was actually there, if you know what I mean. That's yeah. a challenge, though, man. It's that whole staying and remaining in the present moment, right? Because yeah. if you're if you're looking to to reflect and to choose happiness, is that not just equally as challenging or probably troubling as looking forward and projecting happiness? I'll be happy when. I think happiness has a kind of duality, like a, a two levels. One is like your personal state of happiness, like yourself inside, and the other is kind of looking at happiness as a as a kind of um, what you've the thing that you've done is has made you happy. I think I think like I said, if you look at if you look at happiness on polar ends of the spectrum, past or present, sorry, past or future, um, they're both. They both have the element to give you value, but more often than not, in my experiences and, and in my journalings um, and in my conversations, uh, those two points of happiness are probably more problematic than they are anything else. It's the choice of remaining happy in the moment um, is, I think, the absolute gold. Um, and I, but and knowing that you're in that moment or just being in... So, so remember Sam said um, something really interesting because when I looked and defined the, the, the word happiness or happy, um, the word contentment came up. And contentment relates to present moment satisfaction, right? So being content but never satisfied, which is what makes you happy and pulls you forward, yeah? So I think when I look at happiness, um, sorry, I've probably got out of line here. Um, but that's more the you know being and remaining content with what I've achieved, what I'm achieving, where I am, um, but never satisfied. Sense of kind of calm that you're on the right track. Yeah, which which allows me to to you know you guys to take the piss out of me. But it's probably one of the tools 
that allow me to stay on the plateau as opposed to fall off the summit. Am um, I right in saying, though, maybe last year on one of the podcasts that you did say that happiness, you can be happy all the time? Is that right? Do you I, think well, you could, you can, well if, if it's a choice, then, yeah, you can. But do you think you need the 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 polarity of, of suffering or pain or to even be able to define happiness? I, I think... The yin-yang sort I, I, of, of Obviously, you need the opposite to appreciate the topic, right? Or appreciate the, the emotional state. Do you need to go through it? I still... I still well, shit, man. You'll see a kid smile with no absolute context of the opposite. You, they just don't have it. So if you want to learn from your children, yeah, you can be happy at anything. Like, you can be happy when... You know, Farley will be happy when he's got you around, okay? Because... But he's not unhappy. He doesn't know unhappiness. Well, I suppose how, it's how you define it is unhappiness when they're crying for something they want or... Like, obviously, because kids cry for things. They, they want something. So is that them in the state of not being unhappy? Because I think we're now defining that natural state of mm. wanting something as being unhappy but so is so again learning from a child is, is choosing to be happy because their dad's present is that not the same thing we're talking about yeah but it's you've got choices right so all you can really do is be happy or choose to be happy in whatever moment can that you you're experiencing choose to or choose to be like the reason why I talk about the reflection can, and the future is I'll reflect on the fact that okay whether it was tough or not so tough or a great experience, I made decisions and I'm happy that I made the right decisions. And then if I'm looking forward to, let's say, something that's going on next Wednesday, I'm like, no, no, I'm thinking about my decision to plan that into my future. And that's what makes me happy because I'll, I'll reflect on what I've been able to control. Because, yeah, you can't, well, you can't control everything that you're experiencing but you can take a perspective against yeah. it and I think that's I mean, a big part I, I, I even think you can do that I know you control but control you, your emotion you attract your... everything to you for the experience that you're choosing to have that's my belief we'll come back to spirituality here but I believe we do make a formal choice uh, whether we do it you know cognitive or at a, at a higher level we choose the situations to live the experience I honestly believe that. Well, it's a muscle, I think, as well, of how quickly you can snap back to... And, I mean, at the end of the day, right, if you want to get to science, isn't sense of feeling happy just a bunch of chemicals? It's a bunch anyway. of chemicals, yeah, yeah. So, like... So can you trigger it? You know, can you, you can. can you Ooh. control... Wim Hof can control, apparently... I'm not that rehearsed on it, but he can control his adrenaline. His immune system. And yeah, which... So that would then argue, on a more scientific level, you could control happiness by Definitely. controlling yeah. the release of chemicals in yep. your brain, which to me is a choice of... Or going for a run, um, like Tony Robbins is known for, change your state, change your body. Um, you know, get the body moving. And yeah, that's so what is, it, is it serotonin that, that's a, that's one of the key triggers? You know, and so, so you can. Like I when just it, happen to have funny thing written down. Here. Oh, there you go. <laughs> go before you go there, just to like here. <laughs> when you ask the question happy. of what is feeling happy, we when I look at in moments, to me, a lot of the time it's a sense of satisfaction and or gratitude, one or the other. Like so when it's I more reflective or no, like if I'm feeling like oh things are really like you know you'd be like in this moment you're like yeah things are really good. But do you think when you think that that actually stops it? No, you don't think. <laughs> Generally, it continues to go. It's it's because like in your moments of other feelings of sadness or or whatever. I I don't know. For me. It doesn't stop it. If anything, it amplifies it, like, for the remainder of the day. And, like, typically, the moment you're in that state, actually, it's harder for you to be brought down because you just, like, things are just... 
I guess, like as a shield or a barrier when you're walking on that, sunshine. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's cliche, it's right? And unicorns. But um, you know, an issue at work might happen, and you're like, "Oh, we'll just deal with it. And we'll keep moving on." But when you're in a state of like frustration, and again, that sense of what you focus on, your energy goes. You pick up everything. Every little thing will piss you off. Um, but if you want to maybe just stop, go for a run, or do I don't know, lift some weights, get get big, Pat um, you know, then moving forward those things might not um impact you um but to answer your question of feeling for me it's it is like huge gratitude sometimes like i really start to feel like yeah and satisfaction um and i don't know how else you define happy per se Uh, let's see what this does to your face my what? We don't have, my a, we don't have a camera on, right? No, but, but let's just let's just observe the, the, the change in Justin's face when we talk about KFC and the nine dollar Tuesdays. <laughs> I think that's more my wife. <laughs> but, you, but but that's happy easy, wife, that, happy life. That's easy gratification. <laughs> that's pleasure. You're confusing them. Oh, maybe. That's what, there's a big difference, I think, between a fleeting pleasure than real happiness. He's, I got, think. he's got the science. I agree let's, on let's, that. let's go to Jacob Moffat's science of happiness here. Of course. So wizard. <laughs> I'd, I'd hate to pigeon but myself. He's actually wearing a white coat for this session. But I have I've taken, I guess, a scientific and mathematical approach to defining happiness for me. As, as all great engineers <laughs> do. <laughs> Let's build a um, bridge of happiness. <laughs> so the, the biology of happiness, this is a Psychology Today article. Um, they said this, they've refined it down to seven chemicals that are responsible for different components of happiness, they say. One is endocannabinoids, uh, kind of naturally occurring, um, I guess, cannabis-based uh, molecules. So Mike was half right with what he did in the mornings. <laughs> they call it the, the bliss um, so a molecule. A morning joint. <laughs> and they relate that to like the runner's high, that feeling of like lightness and bliss that comes from those sort of chemicals. I imagine the, the naturally occurring plant-based cannabinoids create the same feeling. That's why people- So um, you, are, you saying, are you saying that we could achieve that through running? Is, yeah, is so there are ways, like Justin said, well, to hack, if you want a better word, um, these things to create them and yep. build uh, happiness biologically as well. Dopamine, the reward molecule, they say every type of reward-seeking behavior that has been studied increases the level of dopamine trans, uh, transmission so, in the brain. Smoke weed and then go on Facebook. If you, want to get a, <laughs> if you want to get a hit of dopamine, set a goal and achieve it. It's all about of achievement and success yeah. you better get your likes otherwise you're going to be absolutely <laughs> smashed excuse me it's science hour can you please be quiet uh, oxytocin on, this is one that uh, Travis will be well familiar with recently the bonding molecule uh, in a cyber world we often spend a lot of time together with our di- digital devices but face to face communication intimate human bonds and especially the kind of mother child and even father child skin to skin contact that occurs immediately post birth oxytocin is released in massive amounts that to create skin? that bonding because he would have tried that out with young winston before he actually gave himself the license to have a beer dad similar but uh infinitesimal i wonder if it's true i wonder if that, if that actually does work it's my cat if yeah. anyone was interested well in if they've been listening to the show they'd piss know poor that. joke please <laughs> carry on jacob uh, endorphins, the pain-killing molecule. Uh, the name endorphin translates to self-producing morphine. So it's the one that kind of dulls pain and therefore, I guess, the antidote to pain you can look at as um, potential happiness. It's obviously not a great one. Do you have written down how you uh, stimulate that? Oh, simulate <laughs> endorphins. Um, 
I didn't actually. That was See, I, sorry, I, I thought, thought, I thought endorphin was, was through exercise. Mm. Yes, I think you're potentially right. Like it's high intensity exercise, uh, lifting weights, etc., releases endorphins. Um, sex as well, does it? Yes. Um, sex releases. Oh, yeah, but it's exercise. Yeah, endorphins. Yeah. yeah there's one called GABA, the anti-anxiety molecule. You can increase it by practicing things like yoga, meditation, essentially mindfulness um, practices, anti-anxiety. A bit more spiritual based. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, serotonin, the confidence molecule to increase serotonin. Challenge yourself regularly and pursue things that reinforce a sense of purpose, meaning and accomplishment. What is the recipe? You're giving us the ingredients. What are the micro amounts we need to put in a pill to make this happy pill? (laughs) I guess with serotonin, it's kind of being part of something greater than yourself, that feeling of kind of purpose, meaning, accomplishment. Uh, And finally, adrenaline, the energy molecule, that kind of feeling of being alive. So you guys know when something's exhilarating, whether you're in the final moments of a championship basketball game, if you've ever been skydiving, for example, that kind of that huge adrenaline rush, that feeling of aliveness is what a lot of people chase and that's their version of, I guess, happiness as well. So that's my, that's the scientific aspect. I also had to look at defining happiness and kind of guess what that means to me. On a, on a personal level, yeah? Yeah. Um, and I, happiness for me is when what I have is greater than what I want. Uh, I guess it's bridging the gap from where I am to where I want to be. My first example of that is sort of being grateful for what I have and like recognizing that what I have is what I want. So when I'm constant, when you, and this brings it back to Einstein's piece as well, a calm and modest life brings more happiness than the pursuit of success combined with constant restlessness. So when but, you're constantly- But isn't that a challenge on what the word success means to you then too? I mean, that's going to be come down to the individual, isn't it? What they define exactly. As success. So, success to Einstein when he when he came up with that quote would be a very interesting question. It'd be interesting to know why. Actually, he probably would have been in his old and actually 1922. So that's a young, that's a youngish, young Einstein. Yeah, youngish Einstein. Is that? I don't know. Has anyone researched him? I, I mean, I'd be curious Einstein. to know if that's. Yeah. It doesn't sound like his verbiage, right? No. Well, I'd be curious to know if that was a sort of, you know, he may be wishing that he could have a more calm and modest life. Um, I, I, you know, well, at the bottom of the article, it did the last closing out of the of the article that you shared, Mike, did kind of say it was a little bit ironic. Um, the note uh, for Einstein, which is because he was quite extroverted, quite sort of out there. You wouldn't have thought he had that a completely calm, yeah. calm the hairstyle, but I think like depending on which, like the same opener that Trav said. I mean, you, you can be calm and potentially modest with success and um, restlessness, humble, you know. Um, but again, I'm, Humility. I'm, I'm struggling with, we, we all, again, I think, it may be on being semantic here, but the word success in the context of how it's written always plays a massive part um, in any quote because the situation is very interesting to put yourself back into that seat. So success for Einstein, given who he was, um, would be very different to the average punter here looking at success. Yeah, 100%. So I looked at, there's, I guess not always, but there's for me, there's a gap between where I am, I guess, and where I want to go and where I, who I want to be. And one way to choose to be happy, as Travis was saying, is to create gratitude for where I currently am and therefore make where I'm at and where I am in alignment. Another way to 
choose to be happy for me is to think about the future and I guess experience that. So rather than bring that feeling of happiness to me, I bring myself to the future. I can kind of, I think about goals, vision, what I would desire. I kind of experience that. And for me, that's happiness as well. I think that's a big point is if you're putting happiness into the future and it's something you're trying to get to. That's John Nassaraf. John Nassaraf, the secret. That is, that's exactly what that is. It's that vision boarding stuff and bringing that, and you say going towards it, which is fine, but I mean, whether you're going, it's an innate feeling you're using today. I think it can be dangerous though to have happiness as something that you're always trying to get to. Because oh, I, I, I completely agree with you, but I'm not sure that's what you're saying. I'm oh, no, he's saying he bring puts himself, it, yeah. Brings that's it. what's going to make him happy yeah. then, bring it now and be happy now. Yeah. That's how I heard that. Yeah, pretty much. I can, one way is going to be grateful and content with where I am and that creates happiness for me looking at what I've achieved and who I am and then there's also that longing and desire to be more and to be great and I can choose to be happy knowing that that's where I'm heading as well it's kind okay. of enjoying so even though you're longing for something yeah you choose to bring that as that's your happiness is that, that, actual that, that present yeah, that present I'm, state I'm driving in a car the destination might be going to a concert so I'm excited for and I'm experiencing happiness in anticipation for that concert but I'm also looking out the window rolling it down enjoying the breeze and knowing that I'm enjoying where I am and the journey so for me is your mum driving you to this concert? uh, no it sounds like you're in the back seat rolling down the window waving my hand yeah you could well you clearly serviced his car because it's moving that's true (laughs) (laughs) yeah for me I, I agree with Travis happiness is a choice um, and no matter where you are in the journey you can choose and, to make that and I think Dan like I challenge anyone who thinks they can be happy all the time look I would agree not everyone is I think it's a, it's almost a skill potentially like to, to be like that to be happy all is a, is I think somewhat a skill because I do would agree that not everyone naturally not is perfect. like that but even um, think if you can't be in a state of happiness all the time or bliss or whatever you want to call it because i mean mm. that that gets close to madness doesn't it i mean if you're happy all the time you meet somebody and all the time they're like ah you know everything's good everything's good it's like there's a but how do you like yeah, yeah so i think that one one part of that is how so let's say you've, you're, you're working through a difficult um situation and someone someone talks to you that you you know, you've just had to come off the phone call, bad conversation, someone talks to you. I think your reaction to them may be a sign of whether you've been able to just you know, weather the, the difficult situation. But, you know, I just don't see how you can be... Like, if I'm focused heavily for two hours on something that I'm creating, a project, and I'm, like, 100% in the zone, like, do I stop and think, oh, I'm so happy that I'm like in the zone like, you know you're focused on solving yeah, a problem don't. or whatever you're doing and then in reflection you're like I'm, I'm really I'm really excited I'm really glad I just had that big two hour stint I created this I did that like I just I don't think I ever feel or would stop to say I'm happy I, I would say I am but it's not a conscious thought like at that point in time yeah well, I guess like a big one of the tools if we look at what are tools we can use to to potentially be happy as much as possible i think gratitude is a big one um i see travis as someone who's happy most of the time i see him like anyone who'll have his ups and downs but i think because he is able to smell the roses feel the breeze through his hair kind of 
touch the bark on a tree and be grateful in the present, he is therefore able to be happy more often. Whereas people who are constantly looking into the future and not present are rarely happy because happiness, I believe, is a present state feeling. Yeah. It's not something you could be told to be either. You can't be told you must like, be happy now. Like it's not something. Depends which you're century you're in. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. 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 that's like a comedic sort of mask you put on then, isn't it? And sort of smile. You can just tell that you're not really yeah. happy. I think, yeah, and no, I think it comes back to kind of like a bit of a, of a skill. I, I can't recall where I heard this, but I did hear that. And that comes back to optimistic people and pessimistic people. And there's actually a, I don't know, study. We have to Google it. And but I did overhear, did hear somewhere saying that optimistic people actually live longer, and obviously generally have more like success. Which to me, optimism and pessimism, you know, pessimism is a um, a bit of a choice and a bit of a skill. Like always looking at the dark or always looking at the the positive but i think you've got to be careful of going i guess it's like with anything going to one extreme or the other if you're la la positive that everything is like amazing and there's not a single problem with anything that is i think overall negative um and you have to feel the full breadth of all your emotions if you bottle up emotions it'll deserve you in the long run i sort of facade of of yeah yeah and i think that's probably where it comes back to your point of like, and even Hato would acknowledge um, there were probably moments in the last few weeks where you were definitely not fucking happy. Absolutely. You know, you, I, I agree with you. You can't be happy all the time, uh, there, but you have the opportunity to be happy all the time. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Mm. yeah I think like that's the, that's the kicker. Like there's nothing out there that's too great for you to handle. That isn't, isn't giving you the ability to be grateful and to be happy. Yeah, and I th- uh, yeah, we don't get it right all the time. Yeah, and I don't think it's something you can just suddenly switch on and like in a moment go, okay, if you're feeling the pressure, you're feeling sadness or pain, I don't think you can just be happy straight away. It's something, it's a practice, it's a muscle, it's something, there's practices involved in like be it gr- uh, gratitude, going out for a run, like knowing that you're in this bloody flux of, of like, anger or whatever get out for a run go into nature and i think nature is a huge part of nature creativity music the arts that sort of thing can really bring about uh yeah and you'll laugh at me about hugging trees hey mate hug a tree that will make you happy man it will unless it's got ants going up it or something that could, that could turn out bad but um i don't know where you're going this why is the majority of people unhappy then because i think they're seeking the the gratification the pleasure and i think in modern age the de- definition of happiness is all over the shop it's it's the stuff we're talking about you know in other episodes about comparing yourself to other people you know well, I, think, I think the context of well, you know the, i think the root meaning i think what we're proving with a lot of these conversations we're having is that the the absolute meaning of these words has been lost yeah and, we're in a weird, we're attaching a weird our own shit to these words yeah yeah which when you come back to you know and the same thing with quotes when you come back to pegging quotes and pegging um, words to their true origin me- origin of meaning, you then get challenged as to well, fuck, what life have I led, allowing myself to believe what I've believed. Yeah, and I mean Christianity was a funny one because happiness for you weren't really 
allowed to maybe be happy as a as a Christian. You know, happiness was going to come at the end. You know, once you you're, you're working now to create happiness when you die, because then you would go to the happy place. But that, that, the, the science behind that is delayed gratification. <laughs> Depending on what you believe happens. Once True, you exactly there, right. Very delayed. You get you get <laughs> you, you get to meet your you get to meet your maker. But that's so. But that's because a lot of the things that you might enjoy were considered sins yep. in the original vein of how it was constructed. Yeah, and I think now the heaven hell thing is is part of our day to day life. You know, you can either create your heaven now or you can create your hell now, depending on which way you go. And I think we have to have a little bit of both. I believe we're all in hell. And to answer your question, I guess Justin, right. we're all suffering. I, be, I, be, I believe this this planet. When when you look at the definition of what hell is, I'm, I'm and I've said this to my mum, and I've said to, I believe we're experiencing hell because the choices that we're forced to make. If it was heaven, fuck, we live blissfully with everything. That's, that's the suffering piece. That's the if you I mean if you really look around the world and the danger and everything that is around us now that could potentially do us harm. Man, you'd actually go nuts. So I think the body itself, the chemicals in our body, that's why we have these chemicals, to stop us going into madness. Yeah, let's care. come up with a recipe. What do we need? 10% of what? We need to sell Five mils of that. Fucking <laughs> hell, man. That's a happiness porridge. If I re- my happiness, porridge. happiness equation, <laughs> I guess, before was, for me, happiness hearing it live. <laughs> is where what I have is greater than what I want. The reason why I so like that. I, like, I do I do like, like that. that. The yeah, reason that. why so many people are unhappy is that what they want is greater than what they have. There's oh. always something more. There's always on, something. Have there's we a got gap. a mic drop sound? Ooh, that's a, a clunk. That's a pretty good quote there, Jacob. Yeah. Say that Love again it. for us. <laughs> the reason why so many people are unhappy is because what they want is greater than what they have. I like that. And the interesting part, there's one of the, the yeah. SoundCloud little bite that I put on the on the notes talked about actual, from a scientific point of view as well, the genetics of happiness. Maybe there is a genetic level and they reckon it was up to maybe 80% of what can actually make us happy is actually in your genes because they've done tests with thousands of twins, sets of twins, and worked out that, you know, the unhappy ones are both unhappy. So, it's a, I mean, that could obviously come down to social conditioning, all that sort of stuff, but genetics they reckon does play a part that you have a set point of happiness in already in built into you that um could either make you a happy or unhappy person it was funny we're saying that quote it it makes me think you know there's um i mean there's a few docos on this as well and they travel the globe and people in the most poorest um countries and places and the slums and stuff can be extremely happy and that quote seems to really connect the dots there a lot as well where they obviously just don't desire like yeah they're content with what they have well we're entitled and we have choice like if you go back to our grandfathers or great-grandfathers for example and if they were working in a mine or something like that all day and provided for their family back at home they were content and happy with that for their life whereas we sure we live in australia um, and we have even in tough times an absolute abundance of resources and things around and available to us so we should be in a completely happy place but we're not because we've got so much choice that we don't know what true happiness means true happiness maybe is climbing the mountain and sitting by yourself and just being you know i don't know like being completely extreme of anything is never the the extreme of having abundance so it doesn't provide happiness but the extreme of the other opposite end doesn't either i mean money plays a huge part in what people perceive as 
yeah, a happy See, that's, happy see, like. that's bullshit, man. Oh, exactly. It's because it it's is. such an external motivator. You, you only control the, the activity. You don't control the outcome. Yeah, because they reckon, what, when you get up to about 60 grand or whatever as a as a salary, that anything above that actually yeah, doesn't 70. make you any they reckon, happier. Yeah, 70 is a psychology. Like, I'll pay everyone up below 70% of $70,000 in my office because I want to seem angry and upset and... <laughs> Just dollars yeah, $69,999. I said, because I want to see you miserable, you fuckwits. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I love my guys. There was a lot I of spice in that. Because yeah, if, they, if they listen to no, this, they, I'm joking. if they listen to this, then they'll have some ammunition against me, but they won't, and I'm okay with that. But, uh, I, but saying that, I, I don't think the uh, happiness can be impacted by external factors. So no For long, for long. Yeah. Uh, it can give you short-term happiness, but for long-term happiness, uh, happiness can't come from external factors. It has to come from but, internal. But in saying that, money does ease it the burden. can, yes, definitely. Correct. Definitely. Yeah, it's right up there next to oxygen. <laughs> is that another one of these chemicals we need, is it? <laughs> <laughs> is oxygen a chemical? Because an interesting one, which, I don't know. Is that a dumb is, question? You know, the question of money, does money buy happiness? <laughs> And you know, some people. There's yes. elements depending on your you know, state of mind, even. I mean, <laughs> or your genetics, even. This is getting loose. It is a bit loose. Question. Are we happy? Uh, I I don't know. Is there happy gas in here? <laughs> I think there is. It's the whiskey. The whiskey. Um, it's so I don't know. With happy, it's such a weird thing. Cause are we you happy, all... Mike? Oh, oh, you know what? Fuck. <laughs> 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 Apparently, I just keep taking the words out of your mouth. It's like the basketball court. Connor just doesn't quite get in there. Um, Too slow today. I think I, in the way I defined it right at the beginning, I see happiness as something that you can't, it's not, it's not something you can grab. It's something that you find yourself maybe slip into. Um, and, and that's a more contentment piece, I think. To me, is a, there's a calmness, there's a contentment that you... You're not letting the external things override your um, your life and your emotions. So I think, to me, that's where happiness yes, comes from. Yeah, yeah. I'll wait for you because you asked the question because I was getting bored with that answer. <laughs> Sorry, why, why do you have to slip into it? Like well, a naughty negligee. Well, you don't slip into <laughs> yourself. It's back. just something that maybe yeah. comes as you are, as you're living. Are you, you happy? Know. Yes. Right now, because I'm in a content place. With six but blokes, uh, five blokes. No, no, that's right. But as I'm saying, it's not uh, like, am I happy today, this week, this month, this year, this life? Um, yes and no, like because happiness comes and goes. Um, and to me, happiness isn't a defined thing. It's it's something that you shouldn't try and pursue. It's something you should just try and feel, um, or, or maybe not even feel, because just something that will will come and go. So yeah, I don't try and define it or put it in a box. That will that Will Smith movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, was actually quite an interesting movie, right? I mean, just I just we're going to uh, towards wrapping up the episode, but um, I think if you remember the movie, if anyone has watched it, I love uh, that movie. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy, it's right? Um, I think I cry every time I watch that. Um, but I, I, from what you see, it's kind of got your haircut from the eighties, I guess. It might, it's, you know, I could tell you how how that how that story is actually not that dissimilar to mine, but it's, it's that's a whole other topic. But um, if you watch that movie and understand the oxymoron in the title, I think you'll get what we're talking about with relation to happiness. Because very rarely do the things you do in the present moment echo values of happiness, but 
where he ends up is exactly where he wants to get to. Yeah. So I think you know I think that's the the oxymoron there, right? He ne- but I don't believe he ever gave up. He always had that belief. He had belief. Like yeah. he just he he didn't know what was going. This is where I was going to before. You say you create it, and, and I do agree that you can create it. But whatever challenge, whatever whatever was in front of him, yeah. he, all he had was choices. Yeah, and he continued along making those choices until he got to the de- or towards the destination. But he had a purpose after. that was bigger than himself too, right? I think that's the other part of that. You know, he wanted to create that outcome for his son at that stage. So there's a great quote that comes from that movie um, that I looked up. That it talks about how Thomas Jefferson in um, writing the Declaration of Independence for the U.S. Um, added as a basic right the pursuit of happiness he said it wasn't you don't have a right to happiness you have a right to the pursuit of happiness and he kind of asks what made him write it as the pursuit and does that suggest it's something we we pursue and never achieve or is that and is that more macro than micro Um, but i guess the story for him is about what what made him put it in there as as a journey not as a destination um and like does anyone here believe happiness is a journey or a destination well, i think or both i think the tr- one of the traps is making anything a destination yeah i think everything has to be valued in the moment that you because if you if you're going to value the present you have to value the journey because that's all you have yeah i'm going to leave you with a quote from socrates one of the the original Grandfather of, of philo- modern day philosophy, I suppose. Was he spiritual, would you say? He was mad, that dude. He was like a mad guy who lived on the streets and just talked to anybody. And he was an astrologer too, though, wasn't he? Um, I don't know, actually. I don't know. Interesting fellow, though. Mm. Um, and his definition of happiness is, happiness flows not from the physical or, ex- or external conditions, such as bodily pleasures or wealth and power, but from living a life that's right for your soul, your deepest good. I think we didn't touch on that actually, is the goodness in you and giving goodness to other people is, is probably a good ingredient to a happy life. But I think everybody needs to think about happiness, what it means to like think about it. I think this is what we talked about in other episodes is like, just start thinking about these things, thinking about what happiness means to you. Try and define it. Try and look inside yourself and find out what, what happiness is to yourself. Um, I want to thank you guys. Did you enjoy the whiskey? I did. I actually enough. did. I it's mean, it, it's up there with lime burners oh, for me one? from an Australian whiskey Star perspective. And yeah, well, it's, uh, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the label. Victoria. Yeah. The label looks pretty ordinary. It's, I mean, you could probably do some work for them, Mike. <laughs> I, I, I reckon it looks pretty ordinary. What do you reckon? I don't mind it. I like do you? It. I like it. The label is not important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the product, but I reckon rip the label off and we can drink it. But if anybody's listening, please. Leave us a comment. Tell us if you're happy, if you're not happy, or what you think happiness is. Um, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. That thing, Stitcher. That little purple Stitcher. app Stitcher. on your iPhone. Yeah, on the web. <laughs> on the web. The World Wide Web. All on all the internets. Thank you for listening to me. Don't worry. Thank you for being happy. Or sad. <laughs> Trav's looking content. Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> we see ya. Champagne. Ciao, bye-bye.